to Picks with the Professor. College basketball Tuesday, January 30th. We are approaching February, and of course, everyone knows that after February comes March. So we're getting into the fun part of college basketball. Tuesdays are loaded slates, a lot of great games. We got a couple of them for you here. Uh, and then we've got the extended cut. Jake, we're going to talk four or five extra games, including the plays that they on the extended cut. Um, I don't know what else. What else should we say at this point? Uh, not much. I mean, we get the extra day in February this year, so maybe mm-hmm. a, a few, little bit more reason for the conference championships and conference games to go a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. We extra day this year. I don't, I don't know what that does for us, but but here we are. I guess we're, we're making up for the fact that we got shortchanged a quarter of a day, you know, for the last three years. So now we're now we're, now we're coming back with it. Here's your <laughs> recap for week twelve. Uh, plays of the day. Uh, not as good. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not overly surprised. I think we talked at some point with the plays of the day. They've been doing really well. Probably did not expect the like 15 percent ROI all season. Um, you know, but but I think what we've talked about all, all along with them, that they're going to be strong plays, uh, even with, you know, a, a disappointing week, still a, a, a 9% ROI, so still happy with those plays today. Uh, they're overall, they'll be fine. I'm not, not stressing about that. A-grade totals, uh, slightly positive, barely by the hair of its chinny-chin-chin, free show picks. Again, doing really well with our, with our show picks, which is uh, a lot of fun. Had our second push of the year in a rough rough push we should have had the winner with kentucky there at six and and i know a lot of people maybe had six and a half unfortunately got the loss um on, on a bizarre ending it reminded me of the game last year uh i i looked it up it was i think it was arizona state and washington and arizona state was ahead by 15 and we laid uh eight with them and they they had the ball with 20 seconds to go up 15 and gave up like eight points in the last 15 seconds because they missed a free throw, um, gave up a three-pointer, like fouled the guy, made the free throw, uh, turned it over, gave up another three. So it might have just been seven points, but whatever it was, it shouldn't have ever happened. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, uh, it's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, college basketball giveth and taketh away with regards to some of the crazy endings. Uh, but again, if you want all the plays of the day, all the A-grade picks, uh, hockey model still coming along. Been kind of talking a little bit about that over there on the Discord. I- I'm not sure the picks that will come out this year are going to be – we'll see how they do. It's obviously very young, but if you just want some extra insights into hockey, uh, we should have that full ready to go pretty soon here after the All-Star break. Baseball around the corner. This promo here it ends at the end of January. Buy two months, get three. Get, get three, you know, buy two, get one. You get three for the price of two. Uh, promo code 24CBB, QR code on the screen or the link in the show description. Uh, a lot of you have been with us for a long time. And, and so maybe it's just time to kind of bite the bullet and, and take advantage of one of these offers when they come around. Um, if you're new here, I, you know, uh, thanks, thanks for checking us out. Yeah, come join us. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, just stick around and, and see how it goes. Uh, we don't promise, uh, you know, there's no locks in gambling. We don't promise uh, 20 times unit winners or whatever. We're not trying to go for glory. We're just uh, trying to make smart picks and tell you what prices to be made and, and, and teach people about, about good gambling uh, practices and whatnot. So, uh, you know, we think we're a, a, a good place to be. We get a lot of information. We'll show you more of that information later. So if you're new again, thanks for, thanks for checking us out and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you enjoy the show. Otherwise, though, we'll get to it here with Marquette Villanova, one of the 
stronger games, one of the two, according to my model and the little formula I made, one of the two best games of the night. This one and the next one we'll talk about. Marquette, definitely the better team, but on the road, makes this a little bit more intriguing. Model says Marquette wins this 58% of the time. I've got them sixth overall. Uh, Villanova, as usual, stronger on defense uh, than offense. It's Marquette team. Model likes them both on offense and defense. Pretty well-rounded team, Jake. This was an interesting one, and I think the first time we've ever done this, but college basketball markets are interesting, and they don't always have money lines out overnight and whatnot, so I outlined this to our people in the dub club. We're not really locking this in because this there's no real money line markets out right now, but I, I, I have seen a Marquette plus one and a half as of the time of this recording. That's about even money, so we'll see what this comes out at. We'll see what happens overnight. If you can get even money... It's a B grade. If you're only able to get minus 105, minus 110, or if you're taking a point or a point and a half at minus 110, that would be a C grade. Uh, one doesn't happen a ton, so you don't get a lot of value with the one. You start getting value at two and above. So, so this is kind of like a, a B asterisk. I don't even know what's out there. We're, we're being fully transparent. If we never seen even money, this will be officially graded as a C grade pick. If we can see even money on this, this will be a B grade pick. So, so. <laughs> if you've been with us, we've done like 700 shows. We've never done anything like this, but this is one of the bigger games in that we wanted to talk about. It. We like Marquette. We don't mind minus 105. We don't mind minus 110. We always want to get the best price, though. And the model says there's a little bit more value if you can find even money. So we're recording at a time when the market's not completely out. By the time, if you watch this in the morning, every book out there has got a money line on this, and, and you'll know. And if you're only able to find minus 105, minus 110, that's a C grade. We still think it's worth the play. We're just going to put a little bit less on it, but if you can find even money or plus odds, that's a B grade. We like it a little bit more there, but we like Marquette either way. Jake, tell us why. Look, I don't <clears throat> I don't know why the Marquette disrespect is happening. They had that weird stretch of like six games where they dropped one to Providence on the road and then one to Seton Hall. Uh, they got drilled by Providence, and then lost to Butler at home. But in, the, in between then, they beat, they absolutely handled Georgetown and beat a good Creighton team. I, I don't know what's happened. Ever since then, they've just been handling their business with win at St. John's. I mean, DePaul doesn't count, but they were, they beat Seton Hall and beat Villanova at home. I, I don't understand. So I love anything plus money with Marquette. Um, they're playing just very well right now. Their offense is amazing their defense is everything like it should be like we it's the exact same team as last year minus minus, plus or minus a couple players but uh they're doing the exact same things villanova on the other hand i think people got too excited about them after ucla and creighton wins and after that it has really like kind of fallen off i mean you don't want to count the depaul wins because i think some high school teams might give depaul a game the way they're playing this year Uh, xavier I don't know what to make of them. They they gave Villanova a game, but didn't show up against UConn on Sunday. I, I don't know. They lose to St. John's, and now they've lost four straight with a double overtime game with Butler on Saturday. Uh, I, they're just not that good. I don't know why they're getting so much respect. This is very similar to the Villanova team we saw last year where they just couldn't get it done to close out games. Their defense is – all enough, but their offense doesn't pick up the pick up any of the slack, and I, that's not how you want to be against the Marquette team. You don't want to already be struggling at, from the free or not from the free throw line, but from three point making any kind of jump shot seems to be a real struggle. And they're they're turning the ball over more than the old Jay Wright teams did. 
So, which you're still doing a good job taking care of the ball, but turning it over more, you have more possessions is not the way you're going to win this game. And, uh, you know, the other thing that I like about this is that Marquette uh, has won on the road a few times. And that's important, too. They got that win early on in the season um, at Illinois. And obviously they're not like, you know, you know, you know, 10 and 0 on the road. No team is right. But uh, you look at some teams and they've just really struggled on the road, but they've got, they've got a few road wins. This Villanova team, I think kind of maybe to summarize what you were saying about my, my take on this Villanova team, at least is like, they seem like they're good enough that they can randomly give anybody a game, but they also aren't that good in that they can kind of lose to anybody at any given time. And all of that data matters. We've kind of seen that here recently with people, you know, a little bit disrespecting teams like BYU and Houston, uh, who this weekend had massive results. And it's kind of a like, well, wow, it's almost like the fact that these two teams, were, you know, and Iowa State's another one, right? Some of these teams who've been beating these teams, bad teams by 50 points, maybe that matters. And the teams that aren't, you know, that are beating the bad teams by 10 points, like, or, or in Villanova's case, losing some lucky baby, that tells us something, right? We've, which is sarcasm. We've known that, right? We've said that for years. We have so much in college basketball. We know how much that matters. And that's in Villanova, like, they're just, they're just kind of meh. And uh, that doesn't mean they can't win this game. It just means that Marquette is good enough that they should be favored, at least according to the model. And uh, Jake, I just checked, double checked this. I just locked it in. The moneyline markets have come out since the time we made these slides uh, until now. Uh, it's plus 105 at ESPN. It's plus 102 at FanDuel. So we will lock that at FanDuel. Uh, the official price plus 102, and this would be great. So uh, it's just sent that out to our people uh, over on the Discord. Locked it in uh, for verification purposes on Black Book Sports. And that link's in the show description as well if you just want the uh, plays of the day. So we, we officially do get to have this as a B grade. I put this here because I was like, I feel like we're going to get this, but I, I didn't know for sure. And I you know, we'll always believe in transparency. So we are able to get this at a B grade. Uh, doesn't mean Marquette wins. It just means we think they win this more than half the time. And more than half the time at plus odds, you know, even money makes for a smart pick. Um and kind of to, to, to summarize what you were saying about the market disrespect, the model, having them at number six kind of is saying that they're being treated like they're not quite as good as they are, but they're a very solid team. Now it gets murky after the top three. At this point, we've got three really good teams with Houston, Purdue, and UConn. And then after that, it's, you know, but Marquette's throwing their name in the hat for one of those, uh, you know, for being a top team. And uh, so we think they should be favored. We're taking a plus 102. And again, anything even money or better gets you to that B grade. The other really good game of the night here at the same time, Texas Tech. Oh, I, I forget this again. Here we go. Uh, let me go back. Uh, all the stuff you can get over on Dub Club. I, I cram packed this slide. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is a little too busy. If you think it's too busy, just comment. Be like, yeah, that's too much. Uh, but you can see the cheat sheet there, all the information in words. And then in the chart form there, you get that chart, uh, except it has all the games on it. You can see the Marquette Villanova game right there. Uh, that the Again, you can see that the B grade price for Marquette be minus 101. We have at Marquette minus 2.3. Think about 140, 445 points. You can see the average score. You can see the ratings there. All sorts of goodies uh, over there on Dub Club. Again, three months of the price of two with the promo code 24CBB. Now on to the other really good game, Texas Tech and TCU. Uh, two very good teams, Texas Tech uh, at the top of the Big 12. Like, 
what what happened there? I mean, I feel like that's a, a surprise to most of us. It may not be a surprise if you followed uh, North Texas last year, who, who was a team that we talked about being very good, coming up kind of out of nowhere in the strength of that, that, of that team. Uh, that coach from last year, that's the, the, the coach at Texas Tech, and he's been well-respected in the industry, doing a fantastic job there uh, at Tech. Lo and behold, their offense is nearing top 10 in the country. It's always very hard to recruit out to Lubbock, Texas. Not a lot going out there in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so when coaches have good teams at Tech, I mean, it, it, it's just a hats off job to, to anybody who can who can do that. And, and the talent they've had out there in this program the last several years, multiple coaches obviously, uh, you, you know, have, have done a great job with that program. TCU has been consistently pretty solid the last several years. Uh, so this should be a, a pretty good matchup here. We're not going to talk about the side, though. We're going to talk about the total tech plays a little slow, but TCU plays more fast than tech plays slow. And anytime you have the slower team having a really good offense, if they get sped up at all, they're going to put up a lot of points. We think this game should be priced in the mid 150s. We're going to go over 149.5 A grade. I love that we get the win on anything in the 150s, and anything in the 150s is what the model says is the most likely. With the better teams, we've tended to go more overs than not. Uh, again, it hasn't hold, held, held for every single game. And in fact, we do have uh, an under to talk about, an A-grade under to talk about in the extended cut. So if you're with some dub club, you, you already know about that. and You'll hear us talk about it. Uh, but for this one, uh, you know, we got the over with TCU on Saturday against Baylor in a game that went was guaranteed to go over once it got tied towards the end of regulation. And then, of course, the team just decided to play a whole nother Keep. basically half of basketball, which was <laughs> dumb, but, you know, whatever. Here we are. <laughs> Jake, what do you like about this over? Look, uh, Texas Tech, for some reason, they, all, everybody says they play slow, but, Lord, they've scored – under 70 maybe two or three times this year it, as f fast as TCU wants to play it this this game could get on an outrageous pace real quick and tech is very very good their offense is like it's very similar to Creighton Creighton technically plays slow but they're so efficient and they make all their shots it feels like and they really clean up from the free throw line and they get there fairly often their defense is fairly solid, but the weaker end of their team, so that's going to help TCU score because TCU and Jameer Nelson Jr., which, golly, that makes me feel old, uh, is very, very good, very good. Their offense can really get going. Uh, they show up every once in a while and just hang a crazy number up there, and then other times they can get slowed down, but the teams that have slowed them down are, are like Houston, who has just an unreal defense, or when they have a stupid night where they can't hit anything, like against Hawaii, but um, they don't shoot that many threes, so the the inconsistency won't be there as you have with like teams like Kentucky who play at a fast pace and should score a lot of points, but they depend so much on the three ball that it doesn't happen. So they're they're a little more consistent, and I think that's really going to put this over one fifty. I was shocked when we could get one forty nine and a half. Yeah, I, I was too. You mentioned Tech, and they they play a little bit slower, but like their offense is so good, you don't 
see it in the box score because they're so dang efficient. Uh, when you go back and look, they've gone over their last three games. They've gone over five of their last six. The one under was a Kansas State game that just got a little bit weird and just kind of ground to a halt. And Kansas State can kind of do that to you. And, and, and that happens from time to time. But even against Houston, when they struggle to score, uh, they still allowed 77. And that's the sort of thing that TCU can always put up a number like that on you the way they play. And when you look at what Tech has done against some of the faster teams, some of the teams that profile a little bit more like TCU, a team like BYU, um, that game got into the 160s. Uh, even Oklahoma State, who plays a lot score, they put up 90 on Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, the games for them that have gone under have been when they held Vanderbilt to 54. They held North Alabama. I mean, come on, to 57. Like, I'm sorry, but TCU's a little bit better than North Alabama on offense, right? The yes. pace they play at just a little bit, right? Like, again, not to say it can't happen. Anything can happen in one game. So, again, if you're new with us, we like to just make sure we give the caveats, right? We're not going crazy on these bet sizes because even though it's an A grade, what that means is it tends to win more than it loses. We tend to have better profits there. So, we want to put a little bit more eggs in the basket. But not, you know, we're not going all in on this pick because one team can just get cold and, or both teams can go cold. And so, you never know exactly what's going to happen. But in general, an average type game, a typical game, if these two teams were to play 100 times, you'd expect 30 or 40 of them to play out pretty average run-of-the-mill type games getting the 150s because the pace that TCU plays with and the efficiency that Tech has should get you a lot of points. Could be a tight game. Overtime could be a play. That's an extra added boost to the number of points we could expect. Could have some late fouls. So a lot of ways this gets over. A fantastic value pick to go over 149.5 A-grade play for us in Texas Tech and TCU. And that'll wrap up the free show with Miami and NC State. Again, more picks coming on the extended cut, including the plays of the day side in total variety. But Jake, this is one of our favorite situations here. We call it the WTF game. Wrong team favored. Miami, we're going to take them at plus 132. B great pick. Model says they win 52% of the time. Folks, we like to talk a lot about how no model is, or all models are wrong. Some models are useful. Uh, we're not to say that we have the exact win percentage here, the exact rankings. Nobody does. That's impossible to have from a statistical standpoint. So in a case like this, when it's 52-48, we just say, hey, it's a coin toss game. Plus 132 for a coin toss game is too good to pass up. Jake, this Miami team has been all over the map. Like, I honestly don't know what to make of them. So I'm really curious your take because you watch more college basketball than I do. I do the math. Um, I try to keep up with college basketball, but I feel like I fail because there's just so many games. Um, but I feel like with Miami, they're either like way overperforming or just miserably underperforming. I have no idea what's happening with them. But then I look at NC State, right? Like number 78, like the ACC is a little bit down. I'm just curious your take on this because I haven't seen as much ACC probably as you have. And so, you know, do we trust Miami on the road? Is this about NC State just not being very good? Where is your uh, faith in in this pick? And again, not to say Miami wins, but where are you looking at this going? Like plus odds, heck yeah, anything can happen. What, what is that? What are you seeing uh, to, to give you that opinion? Like I've been high on Miami, probably a little too high. Um, I think they're a very good team. They, all the pieces are there. They just don't seem to put them together on a night-in, night-out basis. Um, I mean, they've done fairly well. I mean, you saw, especially at home, they have a double-digit win over Clemson, uh, but then they turn around and lose to Louisville at home. So I, I don't know. They're all over the map. They're hard to predict. But even saying that, I think NC State is being way overvalued here. 
they are struggling so much more than Miami is. It's just not just doesn't look that way. They haven't beat a I mean Virginia maybe, but there's not too many good wins on that resume. You got Virginia and Wake Forest and that's it. They've lost like lost to Tennessee, B, BYU, Ole Miss, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Virginia and Syracuse all all in a row right here. They're they've lost three in a row. And their offense just is struggling at times. They, they really struggle to find a good shot with their effective field goal percentage sub fifty. Um, they're shooting three point around the low thirties. They don't shoot a ton of them, but still, it's not helping. That they, they don't rebound the ball. The best thing their offense does is they don't turn the ball over. It's rare that they ever turn over, which kind of isn't great for Miami, but I still think Miami, with the way they shoot the ball, where they they can take advantage of NC State, and Nigel Pack is just an incredible player. He will get guys open shots, and it's part of the reason why their effective field goal percentage is up in 56, like breaking in the top 15 in the nation. Uh, and they're excellent for the free throw line, shooting about 77%. I think all the little things that help you win games go Miami's way in this matchup, and NC State is just too down right now. I, I think Miami is such an interesting case here. Sideline has them at number 42. I, I'm not sure exactly where some of the other models have them, but, you know, and, and, and number 42, again, that's not a resume. That's not where they should be based off of wins and losses. This is just based off of predictive right now. Everyone who's healthy across the country, the model thinks are the 42nd best team. Um, but if you were to then translate that and say, like, pretend they played like this all season, that would put them at a 10 or 11 seed. I'm wondering if we're just a little bit disappointed on Miami. Maybe the expectation coming into the season was that they would be like a three or a four seed, and they've done that in the past. They've been up there, and maybe that's why people are down on them because they thought that. I, I think what's interesting is a lot of times you can look at how they've done as they're against a spread record to help kind of calibrate and see about that. I mean, they're 12, 7, and 1 according to covers. Now, that one, obviously, depending on when you got it, maybe they're 12 and 8 or, or, or 13 and 7, right? But it's not a bad against the spread record for a team that. I, I swear what I've caught on Twitter has been uh, how Miami is just not very good. And again, I don't know, maybe it's just crazy expectations. But if so, then the market adjusted pretty well those expectations. And then they overperformed those. Um, so Miami is just a real mm-hmm. interesting case to me. North Carolina State, on the other hand, is 8-11-1 against the spread. So it's not like they've done uh, you know particularly well. Um I don't know. This one's an interesting one to me why NC State's favored. Uh, maybe the Notre Dame game is jumping out at me a little bit too. The fact that North Carolina State only beat Notre Dame by two on the road. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like Notre Dame's just terrible. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, Miami was able to win that game by, by 12. Maybe it, you, you can't do that. You can't just take one game like that and make the comparison for a lot of reasons. But I don't know. In my mind, anytime I see someone like struggling to beat Notre Dame, I'm like, ah, you mean you must not be that good. <laughs> so that's kind of how, how I'm viewing NC State. But this one's like I said, just Miami's fascinating to me because uh, I guess the expectations, the hype coming in, and they ha- they aren't that good, but they aren't that bad either, yeah. uh, at least relative to the ACC. So uh, you know, we think, hey, toss up anything can happen. All these teams in Miami. We think that that Miami much more likely went home, but on the road, like still think they got a shot. Home court, you know, it doesn't mean nothing, but it, it's not, you know, every home team hasn't won this year. We've seen a lot of road teams win, and this is one where the road teams got a shot. Plus one thirty-two, offer some value if you want to take, you know, three points or whatever the market's giving you right now. That's also not a crazy way to play it in case it's tight. Uh, but in general, if it's close to zero, I personally like taking the money line just because the the personal like 
what's happening at the end of the game. Like, do I want them to score a two or a three or whatever? I just, I like my incentives to be aligned with the teams unless I'm getting or giving enough points where it, it kind of doesn't matter. So plus 132 be great on Miami. Jake, that is our free show. The extended cut coming up shortly. Uh, but before we get to that, do you have any parting words for the viewer here as we enter, as we are now into week 13 of what I believe is an 18 week college basketball season before we hit March Madness? Oh, don't do that. Don't don't try to end this too early. This is, this is I'm trying. Time I'm trying. To, I'm ready to get to baseball. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I just want to enjoy these. I mean, like, we've got a huge Saturday coming up this weekend with Duke, North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky. Mm. I think it's Purdue, Wisconsin on Saturday, too. I just mm. tons of great games. I, and this is that time of year where we just, where those top teams in the conferences have to play each other now, and it's mm. going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Very well said. All right. Uh, got the musical interlude coming, hopefully, with us on Dub Club. Uh, again, sign up, link in the show description to join us, get that extended cut. And if you're with us there, stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow.